0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to an awesome episode of Gosimcha the podcast. We're hitting off uh, season three now, episode five. Um, I'm really excited to have this guy on my show. I've been chasing him forever since we started the show, and it's funny because he's literally right in my backyard. So you can't really you can't really run forever. And I'm finally happy to be sitting down with him. He's in his studio. I'm in my studio. I it's not really a studio whatever it's it's our nice little headquarters here in rapid Shemesh. So coming to you on a lovely Sunday, instead of Tuesday, um, we're from a Shemesh. We're sitting off with David Lowy, who just released a brand new single. Um, He just helped us with uh, helps, Um, us out here in Beit with one of our big fundraisers, one of the local organizations did a big fundraiser. You just had a big sklis in that. And now he's sitting down to have the ultimate sklis of joining us on Go Sim for the podcast. So David Shalom Aleichem, welcome to the show.
1: Aleichem Shalom, thank you so much for having me. It's about time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So where have you been hiding, honestly?
1: uh, That's true. I, I was just waiting for you to build up this huge podcast so that I could finally be featured with such a huge following. I didn't want to start when you just had, you know, only a couple of followers now that you're really, you know, well, prominent sh- podcast. Now I, <laughs> well, listen,
0: you know, Avram Fried came on and he said to me, he said, he, lo- he said, Zisha, you know, now that I made it on to go simple, the podcast, I can, I can retire. I said, well, I'm happy that I, I made, I, 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 got you to retire, but um, seriously,
1: I think you've had every single, single musician or artist besides me. So it was just about time that I had to get on here already because otherwise people don't think I exist, you know?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, you yeah. know, like you know, but we know you exist. We know you exist. And I I actually see, it's funny, you know, living in Ramat Pichemesh, we live, we're surrounded by tremendous, so many, so many celebrities. And where I live specifically in in the shopping center, I look off my porch, I see every single person. I've seen Nissan Black. I've seen you come around to the ice cream store a couple of times. I see, I see all sorts of people come and go. So, you know, we live in a very famous city, but enough about Ramat Pichemesh. No one cares about this place. What's up with you? What's your deal? What's your story back and starting from back? in the day because you have a very colorful like judging from your albums oh. you have a very colorful musical career
1: thank you i like that word colorful yes i, I see you picked up on the pattern a lot of my albums are very colorful That's oh cute. sure so starting from where where do you want to start from
0: i don't know when the back in the day you you take me back in time to to when david Lily first started singing singing and dancing
1: all right well how much time do we have for this podcast
0: we got about 35, 40 minutes. Don't worry. It's okay. We, not, we time, we tend to time warp.
1: Yeah, I can go <laughs>
0: we tend okay. to time warp.
1: I mean, basically, um, as a child, I loved music. Um, I wasn't in any sort of choir or anything like that, but there's been a lot of, my family's very musical. My older brother was in Miami boys choir. Um, he brought, you know, the music into the home, the Jewish music. I don't know if you want to go that way. Why I wasn't in Miami boys choir. I was very shy as a kid, basically in a nutshell, I'm still a very quiet and reserved person. It took me many years to try to get out there and to, you know, push myself to pursue this. Um, But as a child, I wasn't really anything like, you know, I wasn't in any choir or anything like that. Um, But always playing, always playing guitar, always singing, always coming up with tunes and stuff like that. Um, And basically, I decided around, I think it was seven, eight years ago that I was going to decide, you know, I decided to kind of decided and also kind of the way, Things came together, the different people that I've met and stuff kind of led me into this position where I felt like I wanted to go further with this music thing. I, I never thought of it as like a profession or as a Parnassa thing. It was more just a passion. And it kind of, one thing led to another. Before I knew it, I was basically, about seven years ago, I started making an album when I didn't even really know what it mean, meant to make an album. Um, I was producing it without really knowing what it meant to be a producer I was speaking to arrangers. I didn't understand the whole thing with there's arrangers, there's producers. I didn't even understand all that. But yet I was making an album and somehow I was kind of learning on the job, so sort to of speak. Um, the way just everything came together and the different influences I had in my life at that time, that just kind of led me to giving me that push to, to make this album. And that was my first album, Atai Madi, which ended up taking me about two years to work on. It came out about five years ago. And that wow. was, I guess, my initial, you know, introduction to the music world, if you want to call it. And um, since then, yeah, I've had a couple other albums and uh, projects that I've worked on, and that's the very short version, I guess.
0: Yeah, you you've been on some very very um, famous projects. You worked with with one of my buddies, Pinchas Wolf.
1: Oh, I didn't know he's your buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Him and
0: I, uh, well, I'm from Detroit, and him him and I go <laughs> way back. Him and my parents are good friends, <laughs> and. Wow. Um, him and I had, an, when I was in America last summer, him and I had some very good conversations and that man is, is like um, incredible. Like the guy is incredible yeah. and yeah. it, it must've been a close <laughs> to, to be on, to work with him.
1: Yes. I had this supposed to be on two of his albums. Um, I think it's, he put out four, I was on the second and the last one. And the last one I did, we even did a music video together and it, it yeah. was actually quite popular. Yom that, Yom that, uh, gets requested a lot. It's, that
0: yeah. is actually one of my favorite songs. That that is, really that, out of out of all the Jewish music out there in the world, that happens to be one of my favorite songs. And I'm not just telling you that because you are staring right at me. I, I really <laughs> okay. I really enjoyed it, and it's it, it's true. You know, like Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. If someone asks you what someone asks you how you doing. Say Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. I literally I say that yeah, every single time when someone says to me how you doing. I say Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. Every day exactly. is a new day yeah. and it's, it's, it, it's pretty cool, but yeah, it seems like you've, you've been on a lot of different collaborations with people. It seems like you, your music has made its way into a number of different places um, here locally. I know you're definitely, you're definitely a big celebrity. We like you over here. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But um how, I noticed a pattern with your albums. You said you you have a couple albums out there. I noticed you have three albums and a bunch of singles, and I noticed a pattern with your albums. You have you have like two. You have like some slow songs. You have one of them, one or two of them, in slow songs, but then the rest, the other ones, are very upbeat and colorful, and mostly in English. Any 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 yeah, reason I, why?
1: So I mean, I I can go into like a whole in-depth uh, and you know analyzing that that whole thing and, and where I'm coming from. Basically. Yeah, my first album, I think there was definitely a transition from the way my first album started to, you know, how my second and my other projects have have progressed. Um, You know, also where I was coming from, I was still learning in Kol at the time when I was, you know, I was just kind of at the end of of Kolel slash I was becoming a a Rebbe. I was a Rebbe at Aisha Torah for two years and I was very like, yeah, I was very into, um, I was very into like, you know, pursuing music as really like a spiritual thing like it was like I said it wasn't like a Parnassa thing I wasn't doing any of the right moves I'll tell you that I wasn't you know I, I did everything in the wrong way if I was doing it for Parnassa that's that just pretty much I you know I wasn't moving back to New York to sing you know at weddings and do that whole thing and I wasn't and a lot of people I know that did do that you know and like it was it was hard for me a little bit because I saw afterwards that like you know after you invest so much into it and you kind of want it to sort of be a livelihood you know you're realizing like Maybe I shouldn't be where I'm living. Maybe I should, I should change certain things, you know. And But that wasn't really my 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 goal in the beginning, and I tried to stay true to it. So going back to, to your original question, so originally my music was very much like I just wanted to be very soulful and just like touch, you know, the nishama. And I had this like, you know, image that like music had to be a certain way to do that. And right. so I think my first album really came out much more like what they would call heart or, you know, Nishama dick type of music yeah. that would accomplish that. Um, I kind of came to the realization sort of in between my first album and my second album that music doesn't have to be that way only to touch a soul. And especially, I think it could be even, you know, it could relate to people a lot more even if you're doing something upbeat, something fresh, something. And that could equally, if not more, talk to the Neshama also. And my second album is actually called Inspire, because that really was what I felt my my whole mission was all about with my music, to really inspire. And you asked why I did with English words. I felt there's really a need. There's a lot of music out there, so I'm not, you know, one to say right. that I could take credit for this at all. But I really felt that, you know, the English lyrics really speaks to people on a deeper level or connects to them more than sometimes saying a pasuk, you know, even though there's such depth to psukim and, right. you know, to words of chazal. But sometimes speaking in their own language, which is what my own language is, you know, English, American type of language. Um, you know, that's that's where I was coming from with that. And uh, that was inspire. And uh, yeah. That's great. Well, that
0: makes sense. Because you know, everyone, everyone, everyone creates their music and connects with people on their own level. And to be to be able to say, well, I'm going to connect with people in the language that that I know and I speak. And I mean, I'm sure you speak fluent Hebrew, but you know, really. it's great. That's true. The <laughs> joke, you know, the joke, you know, the joke here. You have to bring your passport when you get on the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's okay. But. Uh, it's good that you're able to connect with people on your level and, and, and your music, it really shows within your music, because that's that each to each their to each their own, you know, there's a million and one people out there doing Jewish music, everyone, everyone thinks they're a Jewish music singer. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that uniqueness and that original Tom to you, then, you know, it just kind of gets lost in the sauce. And I think that what really shows about your stuff is that you are, you're very vibrant, you're very frail, you're very upbeat and very positive. And it really, it really shows within your music. Even like the Hartzika stuff, it's still very positive. It's still very like, it's very, it's good. And it, it 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 shows like i said you have a very colorful career and i was gonna ask you what's with the colors like every it seemed like your albums are all colorful themes and things like that like what's with the colors
1: i think it just became that way especially with my new my new song that came i mean i did have i have a song first of all called colorful which i put out right. two summers ago which was actually very successful um it made it especially in a lot of the camps i got a tremendous amount of feedback from you know camps um which seems to be really like the place where a lot of songs take off or like they use it for their theme songs. They get so many requests for the, you know, the music track that they use for their own songs or whatever, but that song really got a very nice feedback. So that song is called colorful. Um, I I mean, like you said, I, I try in my, in my best, you know, way to, to make, you know, to bring out in music, a positive and a colorful message, you know, that things seem dark and things should, you know, that, that muscle i guess of color being just a bright and happy and positive future i try to bring that out of my song so yeah my inspire album has that splash of paint on it which is just colorful you know inspirational you know lively feel and I have a song colorful and my new song Batahti also i wanted it to have that feel especially in times like this things right. seem so dark you know but To give yeah. a little bit of that you know positive feel
0: no that's amazing now you you mentioned something how before when you were starting off your musical career you were still a rebbe age and, and you saw people moving back to America and you were trying to figure out if you're doing the right thing or not you you know you were you were kind of in that conundrum what like what what who were your contemporaries that were doing that I mean I know when I had Morty Shapiro on the show he was one of those people he was here and then he and then his rebbe told him go back to America and make music and the rest is history but like.
1: Right. We were, yeah. we were actually neighbors in Ramada School. Before I moved from Ramada Chemish, I lived in Ramada Shkul. Um I didn't know Morty, like, personally, but I, I knew of him. We weren't, like, you know, he actually lived, I think, in a building or two over from me. We dove in the same shteeble, and I remember I remember hearing him that he's moving back, and I didn't really know who he was, and I know we tried to make it here. It is very difficult, especially for, like, an yeah. American-type singer. Right. Yeah. And it's totally not it's, – it's just, like, if you want to make it your career, it makes sense to move right. to the Hollywood, quote, unquote of singers, which is like right. the New York, New Jersey area. And yeah, it makes sense to do that. And I had a lot of pressure after, especially like I said, when I started my album, I didn't know what the Jewish music world I was very like naive or you want to call it You're green. You're green. I, you want to be, you're green. I, I just, I what's green? You're
0: know. like, you're like green, you know, you, you, you're, you you're fresh, you're new, you don't, you don't know anything. Yeah, you, I didn't
1: know. I, really just didn't know. I just said, oh, I'm going to put out a song. And like, I felt like, okay, I didn't realize, like someone made a joke to me. Like after I finished the album, then I was like ready to put it out. They're like, okay, now, it's called music business because first you do the music and then you realize it's the business. Business. Like, business. I'm just putting out music to inspire people and it's going to take off, right? Like, no, yeah. you have to do something called marketing. I'm like, marketing? Like, yeah. you're not going to make a video? You have to, like, pay a marketing guy? I'm like, well, what is all that? Like, I just want to put out music and touch people's neshamas. And, like, I didn't, not, I really was very naive with the whole thing you and, and after I put it out, I got a lot of pressure. Yeah, I got a lot of pressure from people saying, like, you know, if you want to pursue this as a career, like, you should really move back to America. And at that time, I was just wanted to settle in and move to school Pichemesh uh, and, like, settle here and live in Eretz I was, like, living a dream of, like, Israel and learning and teaching Torah. And, like, it was, it exactly. was, so, it was so amazing. And it was really a struggle for me for a while. I, I would say for about two years or so, I really was in, you know, I, we used to go, we still... This summer we're probably not gonna go back because of the situation, but we try to visit, we have no family here, my right. wife and I. I know and um, that's challenging. Yeah, it's challenging for us. And we try to go back in the summers to visit, and like going back in the summer was just so hard. We're like, maybe we should be here, like I was getting certain opportunities there, and like maybe you know, if I really want to pursue this full time, like it really is is a challenge. But I mean Baruch Hashem, over the last couple of years, I have I have seen a tremendous amount of and Shmaya here. It's not quite like I think if I would live in other places where there's more of that let's face it. I'm living in Israel as an American singer. It doesn't really fit the, you know, right. the, the exact. It's different. Uh, it's different.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. But there
1: are opportunities
0: here and yeah. No, for sure. You know, um, I was actually having this conversation on Shabbos with my wife, um, the, about people moving back to America and things like that, you know, and, and it was actually one of my roommates from yeshiva said it. Like if your head is in America, you'll never be able to live here. If your head is always right. thinking you're going to be, you're going to be back in America. Like you want to live in America, you're never gonna be. You're never gonna. You're never gonna make it here, you know. Right. Right. So it's yes. you know, Can I know her? Look, you you you're you're here. You're you're sticking around. You're not going anywhere. It's a, it's a different challenge than being. It's like in America to be a Jewish music singer. Like I said, it's a dime a dozen. Like there's 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 a million and one guys who who are who are who is who is Jewish music singer. Everyone wants to be the next Shwagie. Everyone wants to be the next Morty Shapiro. But like you know here. You're, it's much more of a challenge, but it's mu- it, it's probably it's probably much more rewarding, more fulfilling because you're not only are you doing it here in Eretz but you're 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 doing it on a different madriga, where you know that you know that it's you know not everybody's gonna book you for a gig because the Israelis like the Israeli singers and the Americans don't want to pay the the price for the you, you know how it is, especially even here in Bishamish like even here in Bishamish like the Americans still still don't want to pay it. But but at the but, end of the day, it's much more rewarding because you're you're doing you're doing so many mitzvahs in the process that you're you're living in Israel. You're 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 making people b'simcha. You're do, you're you're doing your music. You're making a parnassah, and you're and you and you and you're happy, and and that's what it's all yeah. about. Baruch Hashem, yom yom.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And it, it's that's cool, right. you know. Um, do you do weddings?
1: I do. I do simchas here. I do different events. Yeah. But like i said there are opportunities that come up um it's i guess it's not like the american scene you know it's not like you know right. you're doing one every night here or something and, and you're definitely not getting paid what, what they pay over no. there but no. um there are opportunities I, I must say that it's not my it's not my bread and butter right? which also it leaves me still with a myla that i get to keep it as my passion you know i speak to people that they have to they have to put out a new album because they have to pay their mortgage or they right. have to put out you know they have to do a concert. And, you know, it's one thing when you sing because you want to sing, then you can really put your, your nisham into it. Like, I want to come out with a song. It's because I really want a message to get out there. I feel like I really, Baruch Hashem, I don't need it to, you know, to pay for my bills. I mean, it's it's always extra stuff. It's great. The gifts right. I do is always great. Baruch Shem, it's not my main source of income. Right. So, um, you know, I I like it like that. It's, it's, it's very rewarding. It, I can it, really keep it as my passion.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, it seems like you it, it keeps it like it gives it keeps that geschmack and it keeps that 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 that's that going in you. So you're not you're not, I guess, quote unquote, to say a sellout. Um, you're kind of, right. um, yeah, and listen, we're talking music, but you're 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 still you're still doing it for the music, you're still doing it for the love of the music, for that passion. And, and it and I can tell in your songs, I can tell that you're that you're that it's in you it's embodied in you and that's part of the koach of music is that it really embodies you and that it really brings out that kadusha and brings that like brings that out in people and you can tell you can you can tell like that it's 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 in you and that passion's in you so it's cool you know can i that it, like it, it it all worked out for the best you know because sure because again, like you know, like you go, back, you never know what could have been in America. Like because everyone's, it, I, I know this for a fact because I've, I sit with every single one of your contemporaries and we have the same, com- more or less, the same conversation. Not really, but um, it's everyone's competing with everybody, and you know, it's it's a dog eat dog world out there. And if and it's expensive to put out these albums, and it's not, and you know, if you're if you're trying to do it for the money, if you're trying to make make a living off of it you know, it's Jewish music, you know, you're not going to go platinum, you're not going to go, you're not going to sell a million records unless you're MBD, unless you're, unless you're like freed, you know, so you, you yeah. got to have a side hustle or something. And yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, I think it's really awesome that you do this like pure simcha, pure, like just pure.
1: I try. I try. That's all I could do. I just try. Um, I'm not, I don't really take credit for it. I don't, I don't think I'm, you know, God's gift to the world or anything like that. I just try to do my best. I think uh, a lot of other people are doing a great job, of, you know, as well. It's not.
0: Baruch Hashem. Now, your, your, latest, your, your, your latest single, um, what's the story behind that?
1: So that song, um, there's a lot of unique things about this song, actually. So the way that I like, like, like I said, I sort of became like a music producer throughout this whole process of like, you know, I kind of jumped into the deep waters on my first album and I, I learned a lot. From that first album, and um, you know, when it comes to producing a song, it could sometimes be like a whole <clears throat> a whole process of you know. First of all, I, I compose like ninety nine percent of my own songs. You know, I do have a few exceptions, especially in my first album. I was not as confident, and I you know I went out to other some other composers. Um, but most of the material, I like composing on my own. It speaks to me, but often I don't I don't do well with lyrics. It's just not my gift. You know. Right. Um, this song is actually the first right. song that I, I actually wrote lyrics to. And the reason is because, you know, when this whole thing started, this whole Corona business, um, it it was very hard. I'm sure everybody out there was very hard for it. But just, you know, I just remember like one day after another, it was just getting worse and worse. It seemed like just the world was literally coming to an end, you know. From kids staying home, I was like, what? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was like, and Mm -hmm. and they're going to be home for a month. And they're like, this thing and that thing and the other thing. And I was just like, what is going on? And I just took my guitar and sat out on my porch. And I was just like, you know, just strumming just to like cope you know like just a little therapy and this tune came up and um, and I started singing some words to it and and really it was like it was actually like I was living this song for a second like I was really feeling down which is how the song starts not knowing what tomorrow's gonna bring and then you know I was looking up at the sky and it was a gorgeous day where like I have you know brush really nice flowers it's one of my hobbies I started planting a couple years ago and like these flowers are like budding right before Pesach you know it's Kodesh Aviv and it was just beautiful and the sky and the birds. And I was like, we live in such a beautiful world. And yet the world seems like it's crazy. But like I was getting, you know, inspiration from the fact that we still live in a beautiful world and hopefully it'll be beautiful again. You know, if we look up at the sky and we realize like that hasn't changed, even though everything else has changed, but like, there's still a nice sky that, you know, the birds are still singing. Like hopefully we'll get back to that normal world one day. And that's kind of how the song came about. And I liked it so much. I like the next day I just recorded it live, which I never do. And I sent it out on my social media and I got really nice feedback from people saying like I really got chizik from this and it really inspired me and I was like you know what I think I'm I'm going to put this song out like professionally and produce it and um, and basically that's it, it was one of the fastest songs I put out I think actually it just went really well I, I hooked up with Yitzi Barry Ali Klein who I've worked with in the past but this time they really just you know knocked it out of the park it was just amazing working with them they're they're still talented I'm I'm sure you probably interviewed
0: I had Yitzi Barry also, right? I had Yitzi on the show there you go
1: so- yeah, so you know everybody, you gotta, yeah, so yeah. they were just phenomenal, and, uh, and the song really took off to, like, a different level than when I even imagined it would be, and it just, it came out really, really good.
0: That's awesome, yeah, yeah and, you know, you see, like, every, it, it's funny, because it, it, as you said, and I mean, I, I know, because I'm, I live in the same city as you, you know, it, it was pretty much like that, every day was, like, nice and sunny, but everything was going to together, you know, like, yeah, so. So, so I, people used to ask me, "How you doing?" I said, "Well, it's a beautiful day in Ghana right.
2: <laughs> Yeah, like
0: you know, like everything seemed to like start to clear up. And now, as you see, like we've gotten past in the past couple months. We've all been home. We've all been dealing things. It's been nice and sunny. It's been nice and hot. And like getting back to normal. Today okay. it rained. This morning it rained. Yeah. Um, oh I got gosh. I got caught in the rain, but um, oh, wow. it's okay. But, you know, it's it's true. Like, everything is, is getting back to, I guess, normal, as we want to call yeah. it. But we, but we can't be was the
1: first day I went to shul. I went to shul this morning. I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. I, I haven't gone to school in, like, months. Yeah, so I went to shul this morning, and I was like, whoa. I just felt like I – you know, it, it's, it's like, still debatable. Like, should you be doing certain things even though they're becoming open or not? And like, you know, right. it's, it's hard to – I felt like it's Rosh Chodesh, and like I see other people going. I felt like I had right. to, but like I, I went to this morning, and it you was know, like, wow, you know, take that for granted.
0: But yeah. yeah, listen, you know, it's it's it it things are starting to get back to normal. But to have a song like that, to have something like that, and to give chizik to people in these times, it's definitely something is something major, and kolakavod, you know. Colic of wood. it's very it's very very good um and but you said this is like the fastest song you ever produced
1: i think so i mean it really it moved very very fast a lot of times there's like a lot of drafts, you know that you can between you and an arranger you're like well the truth is i, I there's so much i could tell you like i said it's been a whole process but basically in between my first and second album something that i did which helps the process of me making songs go faster is i actually opened my own studio which i'm in right now So I didn't have that on my first album. And like I said, my first album took like two years to produce. And I just felt it was like, it was just like so painful, painfully slow. It was like, I would send the song to an arranger. And I felt like it was like with music, you could really like one, one person could hear it differently than what you imagine. And like, you know, I feel like they would send me back a song and be like, that's not how I imagined it. Like, you have to do this or that. And like, I didn't know right. how to talk the language of music with my words. I felt like I have to do it for them, for them to like hear a sample or something. Right. So I basically got, that. Also, another another thing was also recor- recording vocals was not easy for me in like a real studio. It was like intimidating, you know, like sitting in there and like just, it's very intimidating. So I felt like a home studio would really work for me. So I basically created DL Studios, which I'm in right now, and that's um, that's how I got set up over here. And that helped the process go a lot faster, because I basically make demos, and I send it to an arranger, which already has a lot of what I want in it, and then they just take it to like the professional level. And so that really makes things go a lot faster. That's so cool. Um. So basically, yeah, that's, it's a huge help. Do you, do you let people so, record in your studio? Yeah, I do do studio work for people. I'm actually kind of producing like two albums for like bar mitzvah kids it's really cute like i do more demo level demo work like i said but i got good at it so like you know people come to me and they want like their bar mitzvah kid who has like a really good voice and they they should use their talent but they're not going to go like produce an album which is like a hundred thousand dollars you know that's that's crazy but what i do for them is do something which is affordable Mm -hmm. and i do things for like camps also sometimes they have camp songs people send to me and they want me to sing it i'm able to do that in my studio and create demos for them and bar mitzvahs and uh yeah, anniversaries and Shabbos Brothers. I've done all that type of stuff in my studio, which just sort of came about as like that's so awesome. What I've done, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It,
2: it's, it's really it's, a lot of
1: fun. Also, but like it's not a heavy project, and I could actually enjoy it. Like sometimes, like these big projects, which like you're investing so much, and they're like intense, you know? Because like you're investing right. tens of thousands of dollars. Sometimes it's even a song. Right. So It could be like stressful, but these projects are just more like fun, and like I, I enjoy them. It really, yeah.
0: That's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of people with like studios around here. I know I've noticed, and I've been they're really I've been easy to. today. They're
1: just, yeah, they're just affordable. They're just today, it's all digital, so like you're not like buying all these huge machines that cost tens of thousands of dollars. You know.
0: But it seems so, like here a lot of people have been turning their mahzanim into studios. Like I know Ari has <laughs> one. Um, yeah. um Benjamin Rubenstein and Dan Isaac have one up on up here. I was in their studio a couple times. Um there's a few people I know in the Moshavnik store have there's a big studio over there. It's like there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of music going on out here, which is really cool. Yeah,
1: I've been told. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah.
0: very very cool. Um now what out of all the people you've worked with, out of all the people you collaborate with, who's the coolest one? What was what's a what's a fun story about it? I, don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know that's a, that's a hard, that's a hard question. Um I mean, my first album, I, I was able to collaborate with A.B. Rottenberg, which was, like, really special for me, especially on my first album. It was, like, he composed a song, and I was able to, you know, Mehera, and that was the first song, actually, I released even, like, that was, like, really my my shalom aleichem to the world, sort of. I just released this little song that he, I think he composed for one of his daughter's weddings. Uh, that was really nice. Um, I've collaborated. Also, on the first album with Yosef Karduner, which was really special. On my second album, I had... Um, Aaron Rozelle, that was really nice. We did a really nice song, which so many people thought should have been, like, so much bigger. Like, the people yeah. that were involved in it, Miriam really wrote the lyrics, and oh, she, like, great. was obsessed with it. Yeah, she, she was obsessed her. with the song. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm afraid that anyone who I'm going to say I'm sure was on your show already. Um, that was a really special song, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've worked, with, yeah, I've worked with a lot of people. It's hard to say who was, like, more special than the other, but um, yeah, it was a real privilege to work with these people, and they're really talented.
0: When you when you worked with and did he tell you any fun stories?
1: Well, I mean, the the song I did with him, Yom Yom, was was it's really his story. I mean, he he's gone through so many health issues. Yes. Um, you should have Shaleim, I know right now, also he's I think uh, due for another surgery. And the man is just driven by like you know life and like the song Yom Yom was just about like, he came back from one of these crazy surgeries. And like, he just he was literally trying to take it day by day because, you know, just simple yeah. things like going to the bathroom were just right. not simple, you know? Right. And uh, the, the message was Yom Yom. And he sent me the song and it was just so moving. And I really pushed him actually. He never did this before. He never had an English song. And like we touched upon before, I said, I really think that a song like this would speak to people in more than just the words. The whole song was just Baruch Hashem Yom Yom when he sent it to me. And I really pushed him and he was into it. And, and we we turned it into an English song, basically, for the most part, and it really just describes you know how to be thankful for every day and um
0: yeah he you know when i when I was with him last summer he were, we were at we were at a wedding, and he was telling me this story about how he was he was having one of these surgeries, and he's they're they're putting him under the gas, and the whole time he's just singing, he's just singing to himself, yeah. and they're looking at him like this yeah. guy's nuts. And and like the entire time he's just like singing and humming and just like living the sim like just like so labedic and he said to me, like they literally looked at me like I was nuts. And you know, Borgash went well and he he was he was he, he, he recovered and yeah, no, he's a great guy. He's, he's just a gem.
1: I had my phone off for the interview. I'm just turning it on right now because he called me the other like a couple of weeks ago. After he had a major surgery and song that he and as and he told crazy surgery on his throat and he, he he didn't know if he would be able to sing meanwhile he started singing to me the song I was just so moved he doesn't even know I did this I hope he doesn't mind I started recording him in the middle and I thought let me play you a second of it I mean it was just so cute can you hear this
2: can you hear that?
0: That's amazing. That's I mean, amazing. He, it was like
1: a week after his surgery, where the and he was just like singing to me. I'm like, "How are you doing this?" I was so moved. I just had to record him and like hear that. It was just so special. He's he's a very special person. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Kanaihara. Yeah. See, it's funny. Detroit doesn't know, doesn't realize how 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 big of a famous gem he is. It it, it it's yeah. really funny. No, I'm serious. Like people don't realize how 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 famous he is. And I, I think he likes it like that. But like when I, when yeah. I, when I first realized how famous, he, when I was there and I first realized how famous he was and people were just talking to him like, he's this regular old guy. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, like the people in the school were just like talking to him like he's this regular, regular guy. And I'm just like, I said, to, I said to, I said to my father, I said, these people realize who this guy is. And he's like, Nope. <laughs> They're like friends.
1: Uh, He—he's one of these people. That also, he doesn't do it for the fame or anything. He really just ah. doesn't has all these rights, and he just wants to put it out for roll. That's really his. He's really pure like that. It's just
0: yeah. Kanai Nahara, yeah. So, so I was gonna ask. I asked you before if you're interested in doing a little, um, little song for us. I see your guitar in the background. Sure. It's just staring at you me. have my
2: guitar. Yeah,
1: I'll pull it out. You want my latest song?
0: I would love your latest song um this is how it started you just pulled out your guitar one day and you're sitting out there strumming uh, you nice. probably have a great view of like the entire in the entire city from your porch don't you like you could probably uh, um, look out yeah. and see the horizon
1: i do see a lot um i used to see more when i moved in before the building on Uria built up a level <laughs> and now yep. i just see into their living but it's all it's great yeah it's all good i see i still have a nice view from like certain angles
0: that's funny yeah
1: yeah <laughs> all right you ready for this can you hear me i'm ready can you hear we, can,
0: we can hear you
1: all right should we are we doing the full version of the song do it all right we'll try we'll try to get through it
2: the other day to world certainty so great and I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring the stories and the endless news feeling helpless yeah I got the blues things just seem to get worse day by day but then I see the blue skies and I begin to recognize this wonderful world that you created To you, and the trees that praise you too, and so now I sing to you. بتاتي يا غريب يشو واتخع تعانين خسخه بتاتي يا غريب يشو واتخع تعانين خسخه بتاتي يا غريب يشو واتخع تعانين خسخه بتاتي يا غريب يشو واتخع او 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 oh, My side, and I don't know what to ever see the night. I keep searching for those open doors, but it seems to me there ain't no more. They just keep on closing in on me. Then I see the blue skies, and I begin to recognize this wonderful world that you created. The birds that sing to you, and the trees are brings you. To But I need the house to come at that, he sure does. But I need the house to I see on you that I rely Keep I need Oh, I want to You be sure I tell them I need to come
0: That was amazing. That was amazing. Cool. I Zoom, but Well, David, it was, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on my show. Finally. Thank you for that musical, that musical number. And I, I really, I wish you, I'm so happy we finally did this. And I think now's the perfect time, especially with the song. Now people can see this. People can get inspired. I felt inspired. I really genuinely felt inspired by that song. Like I felt it in me. So I just want to say, thank you so much for that. Thank you for coming on my show and I wish you tremendous tremendous and hope that once everything gets back to normal, you'll, will start to see more concerts, more things like that from you in the future. Yes. Thank you so
1: much for
0: having me. Sure. My pleasure. Well, I am like I said, yeah. Mir t'shashem. Mir t'shashem. Thank you again. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And I really, I look forward to seeing more good things from you in the future, man. Thank
2: you very much. Thank you guys. you just awesome. listened to
0: another wonderful episode of Go Simcha the Podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simcha Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zaradio.com.
2: Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!